Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Abandonment to Divine Providence by Jean-Pierre de Caussade, Book 3, Chapter 1, Section 3, Self-Contempt. The Third Trial, Interior Humiliations. Contemptible as they are in the eyes of others, the souls raised by God to this state are far more contemptible in their own. There is nothing either in what they do or in what they suffer that is not altogether paltry and humiliating. There is nothing striking in anything about them. All is quite ordinary, nothing but troubles and afflictions interiorly and contradictions and disappointments exteriorly. Their feeble bodies require many alleviations and comforts. The very reverse, one would think of that spirit of poverty and austerity so much admired in the saints. Neither heroic undertakings, nor fasts, large sums, nor ardent and far-reaching zeal can be discerned in them. But united to God by faith and love, they behold in themselves nothing but disorder. They despise themselves still more by comparison with those who pass for saints, and who, besides adapting themselves with facility to rules and methods, show nothing irregular either in their persons or actions. Therefore, their own shortcomings in this respect fill them with confusion and are unbearable to them. It is on this account that they give way to sighs and tears marking the grief with which they are oppressed. Let us remember that Jesus Christ was both God and man. As man, he was destroyed, and as God, he remained full of glory. These souls have no participation in his glory, but they share in the sadness and misery of his sufferings. Men regard them in the same way as Herod in his court regarded Jesus Christ. These poor souls, therefore, are nourished as to their senses and mind with the most disgusting food, in which they can find no pleasure. They aspire to something quite different, but all the avenues leading to the sanctity they so much desire remain closed to them. They must live on this bread of suffering, on this bread mingled with ashes, with a continual shrinking both exterior and interior. They have formed an idea of saintliness which gives them constant and and irremediable torment. The will hungers for it and is powerless to practice it. Why should this be? Except to mortify the soul in that which is its most spiritual and intimate part which, finding no satisfaction or pleasure in anything that happens to it, must needs place all its affection in God, who conducts it this way for the express purpose of preventing it taking pleasure in anything but him alone. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God are guardians, dear, to whom God's love can commits us here. Ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, 
to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Why did St. Padre Pio, modern 20th century saint who died in 1968, one of the most popular and remarkable saints of the century, why was he so troubled that he was so popular? Why was he so troubled that so many people wanted to touch him, to have him bless them? He was troubled because of the kinds of things this chapter is describing. When the light of God shines in the souls of these saints, they see themselves as they are, they see their weaknesses, they see how far they are from God, and this is troubling to them. Troubling that anyone would take them so seriously, when in themselves they don't find anything of that great worth. St. Philip used to say, oh, poor me, if only I was what these people thought I was. These people thought he was a saint. Oh, poor me, if only I was what these people thought I was. Well, of course, he was a saint. But to himself, he didn't seem that way. What he was aware of was his weaknesses, his difficulties, his imperfections. In, in the light of God, the overwhelming light of God, he was troubled by himself. Now, the main point for today is this, that God allows this special trial, this special interior humiliation. Why? So that our affections will be on him. The saints really are the greatest things that God produces in this world. And we love the saints. And we should love the saints. They're kind of proofs of God's goodness. They're proofs of the truth of our faith. It's the saints that make this world livable. It's the saints that point us towards God. They're like the reflectors on the road, you know, the plastic little reflectors on the road that when the car goes over at night, they show us the way. The light all comes from Jesus. But they are true reflectors for us. So, they are great by Christ's greatness. But lest they become attached to themselves, lest they get blinded by their own light, God allows them to go through this period of purification of interior humiliations so that they learn to put all their affections on God. God is the one they must love. God alone is the object of their desire, not themselves. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.